Hey everybody, welcome yep. to another episode of DFV. I am your co-host Black Cinephile. And I'm your co-host Brad. That is Brad. Uh we got a special one today. This is one we don't usually do often, but this was uh this was special. We said we were gonna do this for Attack on Titan, but um another show kind of got in the way. Uh there's a show on HBO that uh recently just ended, showed their series finale called Barry, uh co-created and um starred in by bill Hader, and uh brad has been on my tail about trying to get me to watch this show <laughs> every uh, time we do an after show it's just hey have, have you seen barry it's on my list oh you need to watch you need to watch barry yeah basically ever since i caught this show when it first premiered in 2018 it, i i've been watching every episode as it airs so as season two was going on, we were doing the podcast and everything, and I was constantly throwing at you, you got to check out this show, you got to check out this show, you got to check out this show. And mm-hmm. it went on hiatus for a little bit due to the pandemic and everything. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit of a gap between season two and three, and then three and four basically almost came out on top of each other, I feel like. Uh Either mm. that or because the gap was so low, <laughs> I barely noticed it. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. there was, it, it started April of 2022, and then the new season started April of 2023 this year. Oh, so you're telling me it was kind of like Atlanta, like how season three and four were kind of like right next to each other? Yeah. So Okay. Because I remember, it, when it comes to this show, this show has one of the best ways of having a cliffhanger at the end of a season to get you, you know, on the edge of your seat. I will agree with that. And you didn't experience that. You got to be like, oh yeah, season one. Okay. Now on to season two. I had years of waiting between these cliffhangers. I I was privileged here. Absolutely. (laughs) And you know, um, spoiler alert folks, we're we're going into the deep dive of everything Barry here. So Mm -hmm. until you finish the show, uh, you know, may want to hold off on this one um yeah i I was privileged here because um my thing was like you know what series finale is coming on this sunday uh it's a half hour show brad keeps talking about it why don't i just like like finish up season one because i started the first season i was like okay this is an interesting show Mm -hmm. but my 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 attention was taken elsewhere so i said let me just let me just start it uh i got through season one and it was just no breaks I, I was moving through season two to season three. My wife came out to the living room like, you're still watching this show? I'm like, hey, I, I, I'm almost done. Yeah. I'm almost done. <laughs> I can know, stop I anytime. Just, I can stop anytime, I swear. I was just locked in. I binged the whole thing in a week, uh, even up until when the series finale aired. And I, I caught it. I didn't catch it live, but I caught it sometime that night. And uh, yeah, man, I was just locked in. Oh, yeah. And... I think we need to just start jumping right into it and Mm -hmm. starting right at season one, because this show, it kicks right off with it being one of like Bill Hader's best roles, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. where he is playing the role of an assassin named Barry Berkman, who has come back from war and continued a life of killing people because it's what he knows. It's what he's good at. And Mm -hmm. through his uncle Fuchs, 
who takes advantage of this and uses him as one of his assassins to take out contracts. He is enlisted to take out somebody for the Chechen mob. And in doing so, it sets off all the events as the person that he's set to take out is taking acting classes. And he ends up following him to those acting classes and getting involved with the entire like acting troupe that's there. And mm. it, that's kind of where this entire series takes off. It's an incredibly interesting plot right there, especially because I want to say at the end of the first episode is when his initial hit is killed too, right? Um, The first episode, uh, the initial hit. Yeah, I think it was in the first episode. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the Chechen mob gets uh, annoyed with the fact that Barry starts to become buddy-buddy with the guy that he's supposed to take out. And so they mm-hmm. take him out and, and try and take Barry out as well. And that fails horribly as we learn throughout the rest of the series that uh, Barry is a very skilled killer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, okay, I, I guess I'll cut in here. Yeah, so when I started this show, uh, it's real funny, man. Uh, when I when I was watching this show, I was somewhere in season two, and uh, my, my wife knows about the writer's strike that's going on. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, you, you're so into the show. What's this about? I said, uh, it's about this hitman that, um, you know, he's in Hollywood and he discovers that uh, he wants to be an actor. And so he's taking acting classes while also doing his hits. I just gave her like the bare bones plot. Mm-hmm. She goes, did, did someone come up with this while the writers were on strike? <laughs> I was like, no, no, this is an original show. This this, this was made before the writers strike. She's mm-hmm. like, someone actually came up with this and, and made it a comedy. I was like, yeah, but you... You gotta, you gotta watch it to understand. Like, I, yeah. I know it doesn't make much sense, but she goes, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, when you try to explain this show to people, they go, "A hitman who wants to be an actor." I don't get it. You yeah. know, uh, it's, it's something that kind of, yeah, yeah. The bare bones description of this show is pure nonsense. But at its core, this show is also pure nonsense. But it's very strategic nonsense. That right. continually one ups itself on the thrilling aspect and the characters and the situations they're thrown in, where most of the situations of this show could be resolved by just going, "No, I'm not going to do that." Yeah, yeah. I um. Oh yeah, I I, I want to touch on that too. So basically, when I started this show, I was like, "Okay, Henry Winkler." Uh, man, that's come a long way, a long way mm-hmm. from the Fonz um, in, in Happy Days. Uh, he, he plays like the uh, the acting class teacher. We got Sarah Goldberg as Sally Reed. We got Anthony Kerrigan as Noho Hank, uh, the guy who ends up kind of being, a, I want to say on and off friend of me, a Barry as we go along here. Mm-hmm. And we got Fuchs. Uh, is it Fuchs? Fuchs. Fuchs, who uh, trained Barry uh, to be a hitman. Um, and, you know, he kind of like grows a contentious relationship with him as well as the show goes on. So we, we we meet all the main players in this pilot episode here and in this first season. And what I like about this first season is, um, you know, as we're introduced to the detective and uh, that, that's kind of like uh, looking for who killed the uh, the man that Barry didn't want to kill. Mm-hmm. That cha- he changed his mind on and everything like that. I like how we... Um, I like how in this first season, it does focus on being a comedy. 
Like yes. so, like there are like way more comedic moments in this first season as compared to the rest of the show, which is good too. But I, I like how in this one it's still dark, but like the comedy was um they didn't lose focus of the comedy in this first season. Yeah, they definitely have more of a focus on the comedy than it comes to the story. Like you can tell that they wrote the jokes and then they wrote the story kind of around those jokes that mm-hmm. they basically went, okay, he's going to run into the acting class. Uh, he's going to give a monologue speech to Mr. Cusco, the acting teacher, and mm-hmm. we're going to build everything kind of around that. Like that's going to be the joke and we're going to lead up to that. And you can kind of see the writing process change as the seasons go on a little bit as well. But yeah, the first season is very heavy on the jokes where the later seasons kind of the jokes take a little bit of a step back and they end up being supplementary to the story being told instead of Mm -hmm. the main goal of the actual show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I want to say, um, man, Stephen Root, Uh, Stephen Root. That that isn't everybody in here is a terrific actor. I just wanted to say Stephen Root though is a terrific character actor, man. Like um, it took me a minute to re- to remember that this man played uh, Mr. Stapler of uh, Milton in Office Space. Yes, with the red stapler. Yep. I was like, this guy sinks into his characters, and the way he sinks into Fuchs and how Fuchs changes over the course of the series. Uh, very well done character work, man. I mean, oh, yeah. very, very well done character work. And I like how he does well with comedy, too. Like, you know, there's that scene. Um, I think it's in the fourth episode or so. So uh, the uh, now are they are they Russian? No, whole uh, Hank and, and they're the Chechens, because okay, then so you yeah. have Cristobal, who is a part of the Bolivians. Right. We haven't even gotten to him yet. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he's in season two. All right. So so the Chechens. Uh, so basically they're mad at, at them by this point. This is around like episode three or four. So like, um, they, they plan to kill Barry and Fuchs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, cause they tell Barry they need him to kill, uh, Paco. Um, but you know, they, they're going to switch their plan up to kill Barry and Fuchs instead. Uh, so I like how, um, you know, the whole time Fuchs is like waiting around with this, like glorified assassin Stovka, this very <laughs> old man who's like just so depressed that he's. And if you look at it, he's kind of like a mirrored image of Barry. He's so good at what he does, killing that mm-hmm. he's just so drained by it, you know. And he's like sitting in the um, in the uh, in the garage with him, and Fuchs is trying to talk with him because one thing Fuchs is really good at is talking to people and making them do stuff they don't want to do, mm-hmm. um, or making them do stuff they never thought they would do. You know, case in point being Barry. So um, he's talking with the guys, and he's like, "Hey, Stovka, you you." Uh, you, you like women, right? You you got a got a lady in your life. My wife is dead. Right, my whole life is sadness and murder. He goes, okay, okay. I, I love how he's trying to talk through it the whole time. Like, yeah. oh, okay, okay, we can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, it comes to the point where Stovka, you hear a shot go off, and they think he killed Fuchs. They go in the garage and figure out that Stovka killed himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like it's like Fuchs doesn't know his superpower at this point in the show, but it, it's to make people do things they wouldn't rather do had he not talked to them. Right. He basically just made the guy relive everything in his life that was terrible by being like, right. oh, well, you know, you, you have to have family. No, no. Well, people that love you. No, no. 
to the point that he right, literally right. needs to, you know, it goes, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. And literally offs himself instead of Fuchs. Right. I don't know what to do with this guy. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And another recurring joke is, um, you know, him, you know, Fuchs dealing with uh, being in these tense situations. And uh, there's a moment towards, uh, I want to say, almost the end of the first season where Fuchs is about to get uh, killed by this one guy who was the brother of the guy that was trying to hunt down, that's trying to hunt down Barry the bulk of his first season mm. uh, out of revenge. And you you hear the saw going. And uh, me, I don't know that Stephen Roots in future seasons. So I'm like, man, they're going to kill him like that. And you hear Noho Hank on the phone like, yeah, I think your friend is done for. Because uh, you, you hear the saw in the garage. And again, they go in the garage to see what's happening. And he's like making the thing that he's going to kill Fuchs with. And he says, oh, no, this is part of my torture. He has to watch me do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a part of the process. You know, it makes him start uh, really to worry because he's watching his like demise start to come in front of him. And he has no way to stop it. And I, I also love how it, this entire time, it, basically, Barry is just off trying to, like, get out of the assassin business and everything. Like, he's completely unaware that the Chechens are even planning to kill him at this point while this is all going on. Like, Fuchs is literally being tortured, and they're having their best assassins, like, try and kill him and failing at every step of the way, even though they literally right. have him tied into the garage. He, he's chained up in the garage. There's nowhere for him to go. But somehow, it, they can't kill him. And meanwhile, they're still trying to figure out where Barry is to kill him. And mm -hmm. it, Barry's completely oblivious to it. But another point that comes up in the first season is the army bros that... Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's actually where Cristobal comes into play is in the first season where they're trying. He's the one that arrives on the runway. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. That That is where he starts. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember who they were doing on the runway. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that was Cristobal. So that's where he's introduced as the opposing gang to the Chechens who is coming in to make deals in the area. So they hire Barry along with you know, a couple other army bros who tag along because they hear of the job and they end up botching it completely. Mm -hmm. But it leaves Barry with one of his friends from, you know, his time over in the war alive. And it's one of the first scenes in the show that makes you kind of realize, oh, there's there's some acting chops here with Bill Hader. He oh, yeah. he's taking yeah. this role seriously like that scene in the car where the other person is kind of going, look, I, I got to come clean with it. You know, I, I lied to my wife. I lied to my family. I, I got to go to the police. I got to come clean about where we were, what we did, because it's horrible what was going on. And Barry's just going, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then yeah, just it, it, the Go on. Okay. I, no, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you off. But I said the best thing about that scene is that Barry just straight up like yells, "Dude, why would you say that?" Yeah. Like you, you can't. I can't take that back that you said that in my mind now. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like like you see a dawn on his friend Chris, who the man that played him was pretty great too. Like you know, he says, "Oh shoot, uh, my my friend's gonna have to kill me now because this is what he does." Yeah. And I just said that I'm gonna rat him out. 
So you see him say over and over again, hey, listen, um, you know, I told my wife I was meeting you. I I, I lied and said that I, that, I, that I didn't tell her, but I told her he's trying to get out of it. And it's so mm-hmm. heartbreaking because Barry knows he says I Barry knows he's got to kill his friend. And I like how there's this one great moment where they're both waiting for this car that's parked in front of them to kind of like drive away. Mm-hmm. And like Barry knows why, why, because it's it's a spectator, right? It's a it's a guy that you don't want somebody around to sign the scene of a crime. So that whole time they're just waiting, and I'm like, dude, that was such a naturally that was just a naturally made scene because it's like imagine if you're in the car with your friend and you have to kill your friend, and the whole time you're waiting for this guy who's packing up his car to leave, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for those eight seconds that that you got left of life before your friend ices you, right? Like. Man, that was such a great, that was such a great emotional scene. And not only that, but even after it happens, he goes back to the acting class and completes a scene with uh, Sally. And he uses the emotion from like just having off one of his best friends from the war to kind of get through the scene. Something that the entire time uh, Mr. Kuskno is kind of saying, you got to dig deep you gotta find that emotional moment and use that as your drive for everything and in doing Mm -hmm. so he blasts through the scene phenomenally everybody loves it and i love the moment after it ends and sally approaches him and goes that was amazing whatever you did to reach this point that's what you have to do every time you want to act because that is your point. That is your special ability right there. And I love that <laughs> literally the face that Bill Bill Hader is so good at facial expressions. He absolutely knocks it out of the park because that is one of the ones where he just has that expression of, oh, shit, this is my life now. I can't escape this. Right, right, right. And followed by him kind of going, you know what? No, I have to escape this. And him getting like the, I think that's around the same time that he gets the text from NoHo Hank kind of going, oh, by the way, we have Fuchs. They're after you. You know, uh, just be aware I don't want to see you die because we've become such great friends, which is something we haven't even really touched on of how much NoHo Hank absolutely loves Barry throughout the entire yeah. time that they're like hiring him to kill off people. And there's a um, there's a theory I have in my mind um, as we go on later in the series. But I, I think it was more than just like really like liked him mm-hmm. because um, I think the way NoHo Hank thinks of Barry is how he later starts to think of Cristobal. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, a little bit. He definitely has a thing for Barry in season one. And then once Cristobal becomes more of a part of the story and everything, it it, Barry gets kind of sidelined to him. But yeah, he still has like heavy respect for Barry due to everything that he does. But yeah, he ends up killing the original boss of the Chechens along with mm-hmm. all of their assassins gets Fuke saved and Noho Hank takes its, his place. And right. I believe that's basically how season one ends. No, no, we forgot about detective Moss. Oh, that's right. Uh, that was season one, wasn't it? Right. Uh, one thing I want to get on before we go, we get to that though. Um, this, the episode before he, uh, you know, 
kills his friend Chris, where uh, it leaves off on the cliffhanger where they show up at the airstrip with um, Cristobal and his men, and then uh, they get shot at, and then it just cuts to black. I was like, dude, that's how you make a cliffhanger, bro. Oh yeah, like that is that is great. Like, cause that's where the directing started to get. The directing was already good. It's an HBO show, but that's where it started to get very original and very better at that episode. Hmm. Oh yeah, this is one of those shows that literally improves episode by episode. I think from beginning to end. If I'm being honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to say uh, so with the detective mall story, dude. I love the way when it starts off with um um uh Kusanau with, with June Jean, I'm sorry, Jean taking her out on the date. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you started off like, man, this guy has no chance with this lady. She's no nonsense. She just wants to close the case. But when he takes when he takes her out to the restaurant, he's like, Listen, if this ain't the best chicken you've ever tasted, you can kick me in the nuts. She's <laughs> like, she's like, straighten the nuts. Like he says, you could kick me in the nuts. And as the day go, as the night goes on, of course she starts to enjoy herself. And he's like, "Did this is not the best chicken you ever tasted?" She's like, "It's okay." It did like, it, but you know, he's growing on her. Mm-hmm. And I love that their love story. Like it feels, it feels natural as it progresses. I'm like, oh man, that's actually a sweet love story between her and him. Mm-hmm. That makes the um the ending all the more tragic too. Oh, especially uh, because the ending kind of starts setting itself up as like, oh, this is going to be a happy ending for the show. This is going to be because I know for you, you saw season one, you're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a season two, three and four. Uh, From the perspective, the show hadn't been renewed for a second season. It was kind of shown as like, mm. oh, this is a limited series kind of thing. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that final episode where it's like, oh, yeah, Barry and Sally and then Jean and uh, the detective. What was her name? It was Detective Moss. Detective Moss Mm. uh, are just off in a log cabin, kind of having a nice vacation and everything like that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is it's going to actually have like a happy ending to this series. That's kind of nice. Then Detective Moss starts discovering that Barry was the person that she was, you know, after the entire time. And the scene in the woods where you know that he killed her and then comes back in just in bed with Sally. And then that's the cut for the season. Right. So says starting now which yeah. becomes like a recurring recurring phrase throughout the show. And then it cuts off. I was like, dude, that is a great finale. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think I took a minute before I started season two because I was like, wow, that was that was a kind of a great season finale um, because I like how this is the thing we're going to touch on throughout this show where, where Breaking Bad is kind of a deconstruction of a good guy trying to break bad. Barry is kind of a deconstruction of a bad guy trying to break good. But, yes. you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love that. Like, I love how this film, this show is like the inverted Breaking Bad a little bit. Um, where uh, he tells Moss, he says, listen, we can both, listen, you found your, you found the love of your life in Gene. I found a love of my life with Sarah. You and I are the same person. We can just, like, let this go. And Moss tells him like it is. He says, we're not the same person. You know, I'm a cop. You're a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing Barry doesn't understand. Like, he, he, 
he thinks in his mind what he does is just a job, but he is a murderer. You know what I mean? He's a hitman. Mm-hmm. So I, I love how she confronted him with that and they had that showdown. And at the end of the day, it's sad that it happened because you like Moss, but it just it is what it is. It, it couldn't have happened any other way. It's basically the same right. situation with him and his friend in the car. You know, there was no way that they were both walking away from that situation. And when push comes to shove, Barry's a trained assassin. It, there's mm-hmm. no way that you're going up against him. I love how even like the shots and everything like that show like Barry, you know, hands in the air. She's behind him, pointed the gun at him, you know, following mm-hmm. him back to the cabin to handcuff him and everything. And the pa- camera just kind of pans around and shows that there's a gun taped yeah. to the tree right there that Barry mm-hmm. stops at. And it's, I gotta say, the cinematography in this show is oh, yeah. top notch. It's Ab- awesome. It's it, awesome. Every single episode knows exactly how to hide the shot perfectly to make the most impact when it pans, or whether it's a pan to the side, a pan out, you know, whatever it is, it does this master class in hiding the information you need, revealing mm-hmm. it when you need it, and acting on that information as soon as it becomes, you know, a part of the scene. And mm-hmm. it, I think the this is one of the first times that in the series that it, you know, does it so well that it becomes like a staple for the series going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Show, not tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry does that very well as the series progresses. Um, all right, man, you ready to go on to season two? Yeah, we got to jump right into it. Uh, do you want to start this one off? Yeah, I'll start this off. So basically, it starts off, um, you know, it's been weeks since Detective Moss's uh, disappearance. You know, uh, Gene is like not been inspired to teach to lead the class. He he doesn't know where to, he, he suspects the love of his life is dead. He's sad. You know, the class has been kind of struggling without him. And uh, Barry is just like all smiles, like starting his new life, got his new girlfriend. Uh, they're they're leading a new play. And uh, he's like, uh, come on, guys, uh, let's let's do this. I like one joke. He's, I like one hilarious moment uh, where I think it might might have been the season of beer where he says uh, he goes into rehearsal before the show. He says, you guys act like someone died. And, you know, someone by this point, you know, someone did die. It was Moss. And he goes, uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Like, 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 you know, I, I, I love that the humor is still there. And uh, so we're dealing with that. We're dealing with, with uh, Futes, uh, who just got arrested uh, after, you know, Barry decided he's not working with him anymore. He just got arrested after hiring a new hitman, which I love how all that goes to the, all that goes uh, horrible. Oh, yeah. I, I love how every time he tries to, like, find somebody new he cannot find anybody even close to Barry's skill level whatsoever. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, um, Noho Hank is, uh, you know, has a thriving partnership with Cristobal at this point. Uh, now it's uh, threatened by Esther, uh, mm-hmm. a, a laconic Burmese gang leader. Uh, and, you know, Hank uh, hates that. So he tries to get Barry to, you know, um, you know, put a hit out on um, Esther. So we got all that, and then we got Detective Loach, uh, you know, Detective Moss's ex-partner, 
on the hunt for who killed her or who, uh, you know, caused her disappearance. And uh, his sights are on Barry. So that's pretty much where we start off with season two here. Now, going from that, I like the way this starts off. It took me a little bit to get into it because I'm like, okay, it's one of those ones where, like, it might take a minute because Gene is depressed. Barry is happy. But it's like, how are we going to get the ball moving here? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like it's a whole new story, which which makes sense. It's a new season. But um, I this one flowed very well uh, f- from the beginning. Yeah, I don't think that this one really took much of a break between getting going and everything that happened in season one. Because immediately you have... I, I love how NoHo Hank immediately like one of his first thing is we got to take out barry barry is a threat to us and he won't work for us so he might turn against us so we got to take him out and i love their assassination attempt on him oh man that's hilarious where he's just sitting in his room and you just hear the phew and then he just looks (laughs) over and there's a bullet hole in the wall and then he looks over Mm -hmm. to the window and then he just jumps out of the way and you hear another like And Mm -hmm. he grabs his gun, just looks out the window, makes two shots, and then just goes out the door. You know, in the background, you have Sally kind of on the phone with somebody, and you just see him run out the house and everything. I love what the guy says to him, though. I love what um, Mm -hmm. uh, Noho Hank's guy says to him. He says, "Uh, you told me you know how to shoot, yes? He says, he says, what? No, I'm not that good. He says... Well, I know when you, when I asked you to do this, you knew this uh, when we got here. Yes. He says, Hank, obviously there's a power dynamic here that provides me. And then he gets shot. <laughs> I was like, dog, that is hilarious dialogue, man. The oh, way yeah. these hitmen talk to each other is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, I also love how, like, after he gets shot, like, Hank's like, hold it. Wait, he shot you right in the same. Hold on. That's the exact. Oh, wow. Barry is really good. <laughs> that's the same shot spot he shot me at before. <laughs> Right, like, but I, what I love, go, go ahead. on. <laughs> I want, but even before this moment, what I love is that we kind of see a little of the dark side of Hank because even though you know Hank is, um, a lot of people underestimate him because to be honest, he's he's not really built for this world. He's kind of just in this world. Mm-hmm. He, um, you, you can tell he doesn't want to be a, a Chechen hitman or a Chechen gangster. He wants to do something more businessman like he's he's definitely an HR type of person. Mm-hmm. And I like how uh, we got that hilarious moment where he goes into Barry's shop with the wig on <laughs> trying to talk to him. He's like, hey, Barry, it's me. Yeah, I know it's you. <laughs> so like when he tells him his plan to kill Esther, Barry kind of embarrasses him and says, you know, you're an effing idiot and, you know, get out of my face. Then we get that very sinister moment towards the end where where Hank comes to him and says, Oh, so you 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 think I'm you call me an idiot? Call me an a hole? How about I uh I kill all these people you love at your drama class? And the way he says it, he he sells it, and you could tell Hank is serious because at the end of the day, whether you think Hank's an idiot or not, he he really is about this life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I like how Barry kind of realizes, like, oh shoot, I I kind of insulted the wrong guy. You know whether the insult was merited or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I also love that you know it. Noho Hank actually hires Barry to train his men to be professional assassins like Barry. Mm-hmm. And which leads to one of the best kind of character developments with Barry and one of those men who he's training, who's basically Barry is training him to be his successor. 
more or less. Like, mm-hmm. he's very skilled already. With Barry's help, he's getting even better. He's basically leading the Chechen army, and he almost, like, seems to be taking over for Noho Hank at that point as well, because everybody mm-hmm. likes him. He's very skilled and everything, thanks to Barry. And I love that kind of like relationship that they have where he kind of always looks up to Barry as like this father figure of like, oh, my God, like what was that a good shot? Was that a good one? Yeah, that was great. That's exactly what you need to do every single time. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, you talking about that one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I like him, too. Um, so with that. Uh, what I was gonna say about this season here um, was, uh, oh, Sally gets a great uh, Sarah Goldberg gets some great character work with Sally this season. I feel mm-hmm. like we learn a lot more about her when we learn about her past and um, her abusive ex Sam, mm-hmm. and how that kind of like 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 um, molded her into the person she is today. Like uh, at one point, I think it was in season one, she decided she didn't want to be with Barry anymore. Because, like, you got some, like, hyper-masculine issues going on. Um, this is, like, the fight they had in season one. But we realized that came from a certain place because she was already with a guy that had some issues of, like, you know, being very abusive towards her. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I really like uh, Sally's arc in this season. I thought it was very strong. Right. Because this is the season where she kind of starts building up her own show based on the story of her abuse and everything like that. And the show... The, the show comes in season three, but this is where she was like starting to do the uh, starting the monologue based ah, on what okay. happened to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This season she was doing the monologue based on what happened to her. And when she was she, when she would do the scene with Barry, Barry didn't want to be violent or go to that dark place. It's funny, like the most ironic thing, somebody whose career is in violence mm-hmm. can't act out violence on stage. Right. It's one of the like great jokes of the series and everything like that. Right. There's some great running gags. Uh, one that we really didn't touch on from season one that really starts there is the fact that everybody in this show is completely technology inept. Nobody understands how mm. to use or do anything that involves technology, which is a running joke throughout the entire rest of the show. Like the lipstick camera that Noho Hank gets and he's so <laughs> proud that he figured out how to like turn it on and record and he ends up leaving it in the car and I love how during season one like the FBI is like looking up manuals for this lipstick camera that's right, right. all in Chechen so they're trying to Google translate the manual to try and figure out how to get the video off it and everything only to mm-hmm. figure out the video is completely corrupted anyway it barely shows anything and it, just throughout the rest of the series they kind of constantly like show oh yeah these people have no idea what you know technology is or how to use it at all <laughs> mhm yeah yeah absolutely all right so i like how barry tells his his um afghanistan story to uh gene i don't know if it's in this season or the first but when he tells the story to gene Gene goes, oh, man, um, hey, I probably hesitate on telling the class that because that makes you look like a monster. But, you know, it was only one time, so you're not a monster. I, mm-hmm. I love the facial expressions on Barry when he says, like, oh, it was only one time. So, yeah. you know, like, like you're not a monster. But um, I, I like how there's that. And that story kind of follows him throughout the rest of the series, too, of, of what happened. 
when he snapped in Afghanistan. I like the way they tell that story. But I want to say, man, this this season has my favorite episode in the entire series, man. And I, I don't there's probably been certain sequences that have like topped it or have like been just as great. But I mean, the the whole episode as a whole is like I, I just think it's my favorite Barry episode. So like I, I, I I'm going to take a got, guess at it is, you know, you know what it is. Is it the karate episode? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, man, I love that episode so much. Like, no other episode has touched that to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to say, before we get there, I like how the the um, the, the twist, and, and I love how one episode is titled, What? Because at the <laughs> end, when uh, Detective Loach finds Barry, you know, he tells Barry, he says, uh, you know, you ever known somebody that you love? Someone takes them away. And then Barry's like, dude, I'm sorry. I, I know you're mad at me about Detective Moss. Listen to me. And, you know, Barry's trying to, like, talk mm-hmm. to him. And uh, Detective Loach is like, I need you to kill the man that's uh, boning my ex-wife. And Barry's like, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the episode ends. And then that's how I was. I was like, what? <laughs> and, um, dude, this leads into uh, what I think is the best episode of, 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 of the whole series, uh, Ronnie slash Lily. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I remember when you used to tell me about how how when they would do next up on Barry, they would only show like a certain person's like look, and then that would be like the 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 um the, the, sneak the peek. preview, yeah. I remember when I was looking at the preview for this because I was like, let me see what Brad is talking about. You see him talking to Ronnie the whole time, and Ronnie's just looking at the camera, and Barry's like, "Hey, uh, so I was I was brought here to kill you. Um, I'm not gonna do that." I'm just going to take you up to like uh, Boston or somewhere. Just have you hang out there for a while. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, uh, so where's your suitcase? Then it, and then it just goes on the next Barry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a that's a quick resolution. Let me right. see how this plays out. <laughs> Dude, I played this episode. Man, this, this whole episode, Bill Hader's direction, the writing between him and Alec Berg. This is a perfect episode, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think... Like when obviously it's a good episode when right. you start off going, I think I have my favorite episode. I immediately knew exactly which episode you were talking about. It yes. is such a great, just solid story that's self-contained because with some great action scenes in it, some hilarious moments in it. And I, I absolutely love how like Barry goes there and he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to kill you. And as they're, like, starting to walk out, he, like, starts seeing all the, like, karate trophies that yes, the guy has. I love, I love that reveal. He's like, oh, you're, uh, oh, wow, you're, you're really into this karate stuff. And, like, you you tell it kind of dawns on Barry, like, wait a minute, this guy might be dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the fighting starts, and I'm like, dude, this episode is it, it's off the chain. Oh, Yeah. And somehow it just gets crazier as it goes, because after Barry manages to, you know, take out the one. Well, he thinks he takes him out, but he kind of like wanders off and his Mm -hmm. daughter shows up. (laughs) Yes. Oh, the daughter was dude. the, The daughter was inhuman. Yes. Like, um, if you look up the making of this episode, the stunt guy who actually like, like coordinated the stunts for this episode that was his daughter in real life. Like he he taught his daughter how to move like that and everything. And I love how that that plays into the script so well. Like she's literally like inhuman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because yeah. she's like bouncing around 
she's grabbing stuff to throw at Barry and everything like that. She growls at him, even if mm-hmm. I recall. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's insane. And I love how after all of that, like she just runs off, you know, and Barry's just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's like around that time that like Fuchs pulls up and is like Barry, what the hell happened to you? Because he's like all cut up, he's bruised, he's <laughs> right. bleeding, and it's like the first time that he's ever seen Barry not in like a complete victory pose after doing yeah. something. <laughs> he's like, what the hell? How in the world did you get beat up? Well, there's there was this little girl, little girl. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude, that was crazy. Like, and I. <laughs> I like how, um, oh man, in in the comedy of this episode, it it gets funnier as it goes on too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, I know you haven't finished The Sopranos, but there's an episode called Pine Barrens in The Sopranos that I, I it, it's amazing because it's such a it's such a um, it's a bottle episode kind of like this where it focuses on mainly two characters and it's just as funny and intense as this episode. And I know they. The writers of the show, Bill Hader and Alec Berg, they use that and Teddy Perkins from Atlanta as inspirations for this episode. And, and it makes so much sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, 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 it makes so much sense because, um, like, I like how, you know, Fuse is in the car. He's like, uh, he says, well, you did what you had to do. And Barry's like, you had a little girl got away. Wait, what? <laughs> the girl got away. We got to find the girl and kill her. I can't just kill her. I can't kill a kid. He's listen. We have to find the kid and kill her. Like like, Fuse starts freaking out, and he starts driving around. And like at some point, she climbs up. It, it, it purchases herself down on the house, and they don't know what to do. And the whole time, they're just staring at her. At some point, she ends up in the car, and I like how he she she's bit his she's bit Fuse's cheek. And he's like, I don't I don't know whether to move or. What, what should I do? <laughs> and Barry's like, yeah, just just try to move. And he moves and she bites off a piece of his cheek. I'm like, this, yeah. this episode is hilarious. Needless to say, after that, too, is when they pull up to, what is it, like a pharmacy? And right. Fuchs has to get out and go into the pharmacy to get stuff to patch them up. Because Barry can't move, basically, at this point. Right. He's about to die. Right. Yeah. And I love how when, uh, you know, Barry finally, like, goes inside and everything like that, it, he sees the karate guy is also there picking up stuff to bandage himself up after their battle. Mm-hmm. And right. it, then you have the uh, the one detective comes in and he's like, oh, I'm going to finish him off. And they end up taking each other out. Meanwhile, like Fuchs and Barry are kind of just there like, okay, well, let's get our stuff and go then, I guess. Well, and that that it kind of like makes a point on their relationship, too, with that final ending, Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was pretty great. So like the whole time, Barry has these visions of like coming home from Iraq and everyone's going home to their loved ones. And Barry has this vision of coming home to Fuchs and Fuchs just has this dark energy about him. And he just goes like, you know. He just nods his head to the side, like, come on, let's go. Like, kind of like, kind of like the devil. Mm-hmm. And um, he has that same vision of Fuchs as he comes to the car at the end of the episode, like, kind of like, like contemplating getting in the car before it ends. But I wanted to say, dude, this guy got super glue to, 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 uh, to help with Barry's wound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gluing his hands to the steering wheel. 
I was like, dog, this episode is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is a hilarious episode. And yeah. Yeah, that and I it, it, this episode basically brings together everything that's great about Barry when it comes to the oh, shots yeah. of it just kind of panning to reveal information, everything like the karate trophies where the girl is and revealing that the one karate guy's in the pharmacy, like everything that the camera work does is perfectly timed to either make you laugh, go, oh, shit, or, you know, it basically continue everything perfectly and then on top of that, you have the amazing choreographed kind of scenes and the fights with this, with Barry right. and the one guy, Barry and the daughter, you know, when Fuchs is getting involved, even when the one detective shows up at the pharmacy, everything is perfectly choreographed. Right. The writing is on point. The jokes are great. Yeah, this is like the pinnacle of everything that makes this show great in a single episode. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, dude, I, as we're talking, I, I'll try to find one, but I don't know one episode that touches this. I, I really don't. I was going over it in my mind, even with the series finale, but we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was going to say, this is the moment where Bill Hader, like, finally made, like, he finally arrived as a director. Cause the fact that he directed this, I said, dude, the, the possibilities are endless for Barry. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the fact that he, he made this all into one episode, like, 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 and the directing is so skilled in this. Like you just said, like the reveals and everything. I said, I, this is the point where I really got excited for the show. I'm like, okay, I, I know why Brad likes this show by now, but now I'm locked in. Now, right. now I'm at the point where I'm part of the Barry Choir right now yeah. at this point. that That's the point where you looked at the time and went 10 p.m. Yeah, I can watch another 15 episodes before I go to bed. <laughs> right. Dude, I was staying up until 3 a.m. Uh, two of the nights. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I had to, I was locked in, but, um, okay. Wrapping up, uh, season two here. So I like how Barry gets a gig, uh, by Jay Roach, who is a um, very well-known, uh, comedy director. Um, he, he, he lands an audition, mm-hmm. uh, which, um, a lot of people in his class, it's a, to land an audition by, to, to be in front of the director is a big deal. And I like how with Sally, again, I love her, her, her arc in this. We, we get like a, a great monologue by her where she kind of has a breakdown where she says, listen, um, I'll do this cold read with you. I'm very, I'm very happy for you, but I'm very pissed off because if you get this role, I'm going to be very sad because I, I, I know I'm a better actor than you, but I'm still going to be happy for you. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm freaking out a lot here because I just don't want to mess up this thing. And, uh, she just goes on this whole little rant and then, uh, she goes, um, but okay, let's do the read. And then Barry just looks at her and go, okay, hey, uh, you want a piece of my pie? Like, he just doesn't, doesn't <laughs> respond to her whole breakdown that she just gave him. Right. Yeah, it, I love that they continually, like, bring up the fact that uh, Barry is just so emotionally distant that he comes off as very cold for everything. Like, he just goes, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah, what you just said. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to this. Mm-hmm, Yeah. And I like um, I like how it cha- this season challenges him too. Like he he has a moment where he could kill, and you expect him to kill her abusive ex boyfriend Sam. And like mm-hmm. like I love how the whole tension gets to that point because you're like she's heading to the hotel, he's heading to the hotel, she's gonna find out who he is, but everything stops when he 
when the door opens, he he points the gun and then he he turns around because it's Sally there with her with her back back towards him, and then he decides just not to do it in the end. Like the mm-hmm. one thing that uh, Barry does well above all else is subversion. Like it really mm-hmm. knows how to subvert your expectations. Oh yeah, and especially when it comes to the way that scenes play out, where it does a very like like you mentioned before, it shows and doesn't tell. But it always hides what it's, you know, trying to tell you until you come to find out, oh, it subverted your expectation of what would happen here. It subverted your expectation here. And it plays very well in the first season, especially when like Fuchs is in the garage and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is the point where he dies. And then it Mm. reveals that, no, the assassin died. Oh, no, the new assassin died. Oh, no, the the person just decided to leave and Fuchs is just there by himself. You're like, every time it just completely subverts what you're expecting to happen to the Mm. point that you're like, okay, I feel like he's going to die, but it's just toying with me as it's constantly (laughs) pulling that trigger back. Right. I want to talk about towards the end here, moving on our way to season three, but I want to talk about how the season ends and it ends with Fuchs uh, posing as a, a PI to get back at Barry. Um, he's posing as a PI to Gene. And uh, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, he, he's, he's taken Gene to where he found, of course, where he found Detective Moss's body. Mm-hmm. And um, he shows the body to Gene in this very like like intense emotional scene. And uh, you see him point a gun at him. And then, it's, and then it just ends that episode before we get to the season finale. And I'm like, man, how how they gonna where they gonna go from there? And then next episode, the police are showing up, Barry's showing up, and then you see him kind of whisper something in Gene's ear, and then he just runs away. Uh, Fuchs does. Barry runs over to the car, and this is why I love about the directing too. You see Barry like you like you see Gene fall to his knees, just saddened. You know what I mean? Barry takes something, puts it in the car. You don't know what it is yet until later. Closes the trunk. And then, you know, um, the police pick up, uh, I believe they pick up Gene and Barry and, you know, say, like, hey, what were you doing there? And stuff like that and interrogating them. But I like how at the end of all of that, when when Gene is laying, is laying in bed and his son is like, hey, dad, you need anything? He's like, no, son, I'm fine. He remembers last minute what Fuchs said to him. And I love the, the camera shots of how I keep zooming in on, on um, Fuchs whispering in his ear. And then you, so finally you hear him say, hey, Barry Berkman did this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, Gene wakes up like, huh? And then it ends. That was the cliffhangers got better and better as the seasons went on, man. Yeah. We also got to talk about one of the quickest, like sad moments in the show that's kind of just brushed right past where prior to that, when, you know, Barry is now after Fuchs because Fuchs is now completely given up his entire thing about the detective to mm-hmm. Mr. Kuzno. So he's after Fuchs and he gets a text from Noho Hank going, Hey, Fuchs is at this warehouse and Barry just goes in guns blazing. Oh and, yeah. He goes kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah. It killing everybody, Chechens, Bolivians. Uh, he ends up killing the one person that was kind of the third for their kind of like trio of mm. creating like a super gang. And a part of it is he walks into one of the rooms like everybody's on high alert that they're being attacked, but they don't know by who. And he walks into one of the rooms that has the one guy that he was training to, like, basically replace him. 
And yeah. for a brief moment, he like sees Barry and, you know, he, he starts to put his gun down. He's like, oh, it, you see like that relief on his face. Like Barry's here. We're going to be safe. It's going to be OK. He'll protect us from whoever's here to kill us. And then Barry just yeah, looks at right. him, pulls the trigger and just keeps walking, yelling, Fuchs. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty sad moment. Like the guy looked up to Barry, like you said, mm-hmm. he, he 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 wanted Barry's approval. And um. I want to talk about how, how right before this moment, uh, when they when they think they're all about to die in that fire in the car, Noho Hank is like, guys, I'm sorry. You know, I don't think I'm meant for this role. I'm meant to be more of a, <laughs> a, a businessman, you know, but I want to lead us to victory, you know. And then they end up breaking out of the car the whole time where he's giving the speech. And by this point, he's lost all of his power. Yeah. And it's going to the guy that looks up to Barry. Now he's the one in charge. Everyone's just ignoring what Noho Hank is saying by this point. So now, by this tragic moment of events where Barry just straight up kills the guy in a blind rage, just forgetting him right after, you know, now Noho Hank by default is back in charge. Because mm-hmm. it could have easily been Noho Hank getting shot if Noho Hank didn't duck when Barry showed up. Right. Because yeah. Barry was just killing everybody. Oh, like, yeah, he, he was care. just in a blind rage. He was after Fuchs, and he was going to kill everybody between him and Fuchs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty sad, tragic moment, too. Because I, I, you're right, I don't think about it, because it happened so fast. But when you think about it more in context, it's like, dang, that guy looked up to Barry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's one of the things with you, like, binging through and everything. Because you got to keep in mind... That episode aired in 2019. It wasn't until 2022 that we got a new episode of Barry. So that last episode had everybody kind of going, oh, my God, this scene breakdown, this scene breakdown. And reading all that, and it's like, man, there's so much great details in these episodes. And that being one of them that just is right there, shoot, gone, moved along. And it's not really, you know, it, it doesn't hold on that scene it doesn't really go oh man that's a big moment but when you think about it, it's like man that is tragic you know the one yeah. person that he looked up to and everything it, he saw him was like oh we're safe barry's here it, it's gonna be okay and then bam he's gone and barry doesn't even acknowledge it because he's in such a blind rage that he's just like fuchs i'm coming for you where are you mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I I love it, man. I I love this uh I, I love this ending right here. Mm-hmm. Now, um uh, you want to head into season 3? Yeah, we got to jump into season 3. Now, with season 3 here, I got to say this is where it became more of a uh the drama took over mm-hmm. uh a little bit. Drama took a front seat and comedy a back seat at, by this point in the, in this series. And it makes sense being that, you know, because of COVID, I could see how there was a, a a a gap between season two and season three because thematically, the show has gotten way darker from this point onward in season oh, yeah. three. Um, but I think that works to the show's benefit rather than to its detriment. Mm. Um, you know, I know some people are like, "Dang, man, where's the comedy?" But I feel like it works to the show's benefit going from this point forward. So when we're in starting in season three here, I love how the episode is titled um, "Forgiving Jeff." And we start off with a uh, depressed Barry, you know, in the in the desert, uh, you know, doing a job for somebody. You know, a guy wants to uh, kill somebody that's been sleeping with his wife. 
And at some point, you know, you just you just see Barry. I think he's eating an apple the whole entire time mm-hmm. while you hear the guy screaming off in the background. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then uh, finally, Barry goes over there because he wants to kill the guy because he wants to end it. And the other guy is like, hey, you know, I forgive him. That's why <laughs> I says, I, I forgive Jeff. You know, like we talked about it. You know, he slept with my wife. I forgive him. We, we're good. And then Barry just just just, just, acts, just kills the both of them. Like, it's not forgiving Jeff. <laughs> and like, that's just how it starts. You know, you just see the word Barry. I don't know if they're still playing a the theme song by this point, but that's just how the episode starts. Mm-hmm. And I love how it ends in the same way, but flipped when it's him and Gene in the desert. Um, and he's aiming the gun at Gene because Gene knows that he killed, you know, uh, killed Moss. And, you know, in the whole point, Barry is like, uh, you know, I I want forgiveness. And then Gene just yells at him, you know, then effing earn it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to earn forgiveness. Like, I, I love this whole season premiere here. Yeah. I also love how, like, Barry's entire goal this season is just getting forgiveness from Kuzno. And mm-hmm. in order to do it, he literally traps Kuzno and is like, you can't talk to anybody or do anything until I've earned your forgiveness. It's okay, Barry. I already forgive you. No, I will earn your forgiveness. Okay, you'll earn my forgiveness. It's okay. (laughs) Right, right. Like, this is the thing. Barry is trying to be human, but he's doing it in the wrong way. Like, he doesn't know how to be human. He does like, he's trying to understand forgiveness. Like, I'm not saying Barry is a robot, but Barry doesn't have the same kind of emotion that other people do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Um, so he, he he approaches things differently. So while this is going on, Sally is um, creating her own show on a, um, a Netflix-like network, mm-hmm. um, you know, called Joplin based on, you know, kind of like, you know, her her um, relationship with her abusive ex. and But the main character is um, has kids and is divorced and something like that. But anyway, that's going okay. So she's doing that. Um, uh, Hank, Noho Hank now has a romantic relationship with Cristobal. Yep. And, um, you know, and they, uh, they're they trying to, like, see what they're going to do business-wise and things of that nature. And so every and um, Fuchs is, um, I believe Fuchs is in hiding by Hank. I mean, I mean, Hank has uh, Fuchs in hiding, right? It, I think Fuchs just kind of ran off on his own. He doesn't have any connection okay. to Hank and Cristobal and what they're doing. Because right. the entire time, you know, Barry still is trying to hunt Fuchs, but he's kind of just given up on that. He's just like, I'm just going to live my life. And he's so focused right. on getting forgiveness from Mr. Kuzno that I think he kind of forgets that Fuchs even exists for most of the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I love how, like, every time it, like, cuts to Fuchs is kind of just out in, like, the countryside, just kind of, like, trying to survive, hating his life and everything. And then it comes back to, you know, Noho Hank and Cristobal, like, having the time of their lives, trying to build up this empire together. And Barry's trying to get forgiveness from Mr. Kuzno. Sally's going through and having, like, the pinnacle of her life and her career with the show that's going on. And I love how it constantly, like, goes back and forth between these characters and what they're going mm-hmm. through. Yeah. And I um I love when, when Barry kind of um, approaches Noho Hank for work. Like, he he's coming back. From, like, Hank is coming back from uh, a, a vacation with Cristobal. He's like... Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, so um, always good to see you, Barry. But you know you can call first uh, <laughs> before you just show up. And I love how I love how Christopher's just looking at him like you killed all my friends. 
Yeah, and he, then Barry's like, "Oh, he, dude, I'm sorry about that." <laughs> like, like, dude, I'm sorry. He <laughs> just moves past that. Like, I mean, he, he doesn't approach emotion like other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also like that when he's like asking them for work and everything, and Cristobal's like, "No, not at all." And Hank's like, "No, no, no. Barry's a good guy. Trust me. Barry's we can we can rely on Barry. He's a good guy." <laughs> Yeah, but he's nice. Right. Like, yeah. he, he, literally, he literally killed everybody that y'all used to work with. And you're saying, like, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. He just, had a, he just snapped. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Hank, man. Hank is oh, one of the man. best parts of this show. Like, hands down. I absolutely love his character and everything. But I, I we got to kind of speed through this one a little bit. But with mm-hmm. Sally and her entire arc through this season oh yeah i loved it absolutely fantastic where she has her success story and the scene with her like on the stage giving her speech that's over long and then it just has her like just on stage like crying laughing because she's just so emotionally like getting hit by the moment and everything like that to the point that you know it's so awkward and it's timed out perfectly that the scene plays out without overstaying its welcome. Which speech? Which speech you talking about? Uh, after she gets like the nomination for an award. Oh right. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So she's like on the stage and like she's giving this very long speech and everything. Like you can tell it's gone over time and everything, and she's just there kind of you know just in silence looking out at the crowd and everything like that it's like Mm -hmm. it's so like awkward to be there and everything but it's the perfect encapsulation of her kind of personality that she doesn't know how to handle success because she never thinks that she can actually make success Mm -hmm. which is one of the themes of her character constantly like self-doubting herself yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah i like that and i like uh how, how um you know gene is actually you know getting like a opportunity to um well actually he gets a role uh from barry yeah and i like how they have that one great moment they have two great moments uh one of them where a, they're in the rv preparing for the scene and uh gene just asks him like like did 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 my love suffer did moss suffer and Barry kind of like you see a smile kind of disappear from his face and he turns like a little like like serious like oh oh no no she didn't she was like hey man listen you know she was just doing her job like you know I, I was the bad guy and you know that's the way it happened and and that though it is the, that's the way it happened it's like you don't say that to the person who was in love with the person you killed like mm-hmm. he talks about it so matter of factly like yeah. dude it was just it was just it, bound to happen it was just another day at the job right it was either her or me you know what I mean but hey, smile! You know you got a, you got a line. Yeah, I was like, no. you see the you see the face on Henry Winkler just there, like this man is out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> oh man! And I love how when uh, before this, like like he comes into the house about to escape from Barry, and he tells his son like, "Call the cops! We need to call the police!" And then his son moves out the way, and you see Barry already there, <laughs> and then he sits down next to Barry. He's like, uh, hey, hey, uh, J- hey, Mr. Cousineau, you know, I don't want to have to get rid of your, your son and your grandson. <laughs> He's like, do you love me, Mr. Cousineau? <laughs> yes. Could could you say it again? <laughs> Dude, 
Bill, Bill Hader knows how to be terrifying at the same time. Oh, absolutely. And it just comes with the way that Bill Hader can contort his face and everything like that, because he mm-hmm. has this kind of like sympathetic cruelty on his face at the same time where you're like, oh, like you can tell that he feels bad for what he's doing, but he feels like he still needs the approval from Mr. Kuzno that, you know, Mr. Kuzno doesn't hate him, even though he's threatening his family. Mm hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, oh, man. One surprise twist I didn't I didn't respect here. Uh, the man who was shot in the war that made Barry snap Albert comes mm. back as now an FBI agent helping the police track down Barry. Yes. Like, I, I love that. I thought that was a great emotional twist there in the story because it makes everything go full circle. Also, and I, I love, love that it. he's the only competent person on the entire task force as they're going through oh, the yeah. evidence and everything. Like, everybody else is kind of going, oh, yeah, it Fuchs, this guy, you know, because Noho Hank, you know, gets interrogated. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that did all this. He goes by the name The Raven. <laughs> Oh, yeah, The Raven. Uh, how can I forget that? The Raven. Um, yeah, and I love how the, it leads to this final confrontation between Albert and Barry in the desert because I think he catches Barry like trying to bury somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and he confronts him like, Barry, this needs to stop. I don't know what happened to you, but you, this needs to stop. He doesn't even arrest him. Mm-hmm. He just tells him, like, dude, you can't let your past demons bring you to this and be this type of person. And you see Barry just... And this is great acting on Bill Hader's part. Just have a mental breakdown, just breaking down, crying. And Albert's in the, it's just him and Albert in the desert. And Albert says the phrase, starting now. Like, you need to stop this starting now. Like, like all of this, all this killing and stuff stops. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't buy that he didn't arrest him. But for the sake of the story, I I, I let it go. But I was like, I like that he he's the one guy to confront Barry and tell him, no, this stops now. Mm. Like, this this needs to stop. Yeah. When it comes to him not arresting Barry, it's basically, you saved me while we were, you know, in the war. It, this right. is my chance to save you now. That this is your chance to, you know, start fresh from now the same way I got to start fresh from that moment. You know, it's returning mm-hmm. the favor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can get that. Okay, a couple more things to note here. Uh this this this, this season gets really dark before it ends. Mm-hmm. Um I like how there's that great parable that uh Fuchs, who's kinda like in hiding somewhere, he falls in love with a woman who tells him a parable of a lot of people trying to hunt down somebody or trying to hunt down a dragon or not a dragon, but she tells him a story. And I love how that story is kind of mirrored off Barry because you got three people who are grieved off people Barry has killed in the past. So you had you had the um the 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 drama student from season one's father who's depressed by him dying. You had a, a businessman that Barry shot in the past, um, wife and son, and you got um Chris's wife, uh, Barry's uh, friend in the war. You got all these people coming around to take in uh to kind of like kill Barry. And it leads to like a great kind of parable moment in the season mm-hmm. where you know Chris's wife poisons him. He gets in the possession of um uh the uh the the drama student's dad who ends up shooting himself rather than shooting Barry, which is a very tragic moment. And then you got the wife and and son who kind of in a Cohen brothers like moment 
the the wife accidentally shoots the son and then has to drive all the way just just drives away i assume and going to the hospital mm-hmm. like you got all these people who try to hunt barry down but they all fail in their own way right yeah and the biggest one being the motorcycle gang which one of them even like tries to kill sally them too and it, you know oh, she yeah. ends up killing that guy which holy it was that like a, that was a dark moment oh it's so bad and i love the fact that they didn't just take that and brush it off after she killed somebody it, yeah, it that traumatizes her. her through the rest of season four you know mm-hmm. and I, I love how they continually play with that moment and everything like that because it, it's a big deal to her she's never killed somebody she's never seen somebody dead and then right. Barry comes in and is like, oh, don't worry. I'll take care of it. I'll take the blame. It's fine. I'm going to dispose right. of the body and everything. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be right. fine. And it, that's where, you know, she kind of goes, no, I can't, you know, we, we can't do this. I can't be with you. This is not, right. you know. I'm not built for this. Right. And, yeah. but there's one other scene that, I think is like the peak of comedy in this season, which is the scene with the bomb that the Chechens hire uh, Barry to go put under the, the new boss of the Bolivians that's taking over for Cristobal. Oh yeah. The bomb. Yeah. I remember. I remember. So I absolutely love this scene because first off you have, you know, the bomb is just in a cardboard box <laughs> that they right, have delivered right. and everybody's afraid to touch it except for, you know, Barry grabs it and brings in his car and everything. And he's like, well, how do I detonate it? Oh, there's an app now. Just hold on. Let me see your phone. And it's literally just called a detonator app <laughs> on the store. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love how he has to like call tech support to figure out how to get it to work. And the solution. Well, do you have Wi-Fi turned on? Yeah, I have Wi-Fi turned on. Turn off Wi-Fi. Okay, I turned off. And then you just hear the bomb explode behind him, followed mm-hmm. by the person on. Oh, well, it appears that that solved your problem. If you could uh, rate us five stars for the customer service, you'll get a survey right, at the end right. of the co- <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love that. That 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 whole sequence is pretty funny. And I like how, like I said, it still takes a moment to be funny, mm-hmm. even though drama has taken a, a front seat. Right. I, I, I like that. It's like how Breaking Bad always managed to get a laugh, but most of the time it was very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to say, though, uh, the biker gang sequence, that was probably like the only sequence to me that kind of hit the, the kind of high I got off the uh, the bottle episode I love from season two. Yeah. Because um, I love how they end up at that dealership and the, the car dealership guy. I love the, the long one take they do. He's like, this stops now. He goes in, he gets the gun, comes out. Shoots the biker lady on top. She she goes down, gets back up. He shoots her again. Everybody starts clapping when she gets down, and then Barry just escapes. Like <laughs> I was like, dog, that was a great one take. Oh yeah, yeah. It, there's when it comes to this show, there's so many great scenes throughout it and everything like that. And yeah, right. but uh, the, before before go ahead, what? Yeah, but when it comes to this season. Another great cliffhanger ending with everything with the detective and oh, them yeah, finally yeah. entrapping Barry and the scene ends with him being arrested. And mm. 
cut to black end of season. And it's like one of those things where this show just continually like as soon as you're like, okay, I think I can tell where this is going. And then bam, cliffhanger on something completely unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. And um, one thing I want (laughs) to, one thing I want to touch on before we get to season four here, uh, Sarah Goldberg, Sally has two great meltdown scenes in this whole season. Um, One, when she's uh, going off on her friend who has her own show, that's Mm -hmm. a show and it's similar to hers, but different. And I like how she has this whole little meltdown elevator on her. Like, uh, you don't even have a, you don't even have a kid. She was like, well, you don't either. Like, <laughs> she's like, she doesn't even know that she's recording her the whole time going off. I love that one scene because it shows how deranged this, this whole situation has made her. And then there's a scene where she goes off on her agent. Like, you never believed in me. You just care about your commission. You literally see her back up into like a dark, living room space like you literally see her back up into the darkness and i love how that's like that's telling of her character and where she goes from here backing up into the darkness which is barry and uh yeah i just love where her character goes in this season oh yeah she has so many great moments with her character and everything but yeah it's yeah they definitely know how to play with each character that they have in this show Mm -hmm. and put them through the absolute worst like season three is literally every character at their lowest points yeah um i would argue that against gene but we'll 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 get to that later yep all right heading into the last season here season four and uh I'll, i'll let you take the reins on this so this one starts off with barry is in prison for the events of everything from the past three seasons And he's kind of gotten a name for himself in the prison known as the killer who has done all these terrible things where he runs into Fuchs, who is also managed to get into prison due to the fact that Noho Hank had pinned a lot of things on him as the Raven, which Mm -hmm. is a name that he starts actually taking up in this season in the prison. But while that's going on, Sally has run away And she discovers all the terrible things that Barry has done while she's with her parents, trying to kind of get away from everything. And Noho Hank and Cristobal are having the time of their lives, creating their new business where they plan to sell sand. And just for a moment, I want to talk about their entire plot in this season, because Mm -hmm. everything that they do is so fantastic because they start throwing these events at a Dave and Buster's to try and get other gangs involved on their business where it's like, well, we're no longer in the killing business and we're no longer in the illegal business. We're going to be fully full time people making real money legally that we don't have to launder, that we don't have to do anything for, you know, the killing stop, the drug dealing stop. Everything stops now and you can live a fantastic life. And I love how they're doing this in the middle of a Dave and Buster's. And they even have, like, the waitresses coming around, like, hey, is there anything that we can... Oh, no, 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 we're good right now. Thank you, thank you. And even, like, when they're in one of the uh, presentation rooms, hey, excuse me, we have this room until 5 o'clock. It is only 4.55 right now. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. I Listen, they seem like a great power couple uh, Mm -hmm. when it starts off. Like, and I I love the... um, Again, 
the people that they're working with. Like I love like I love the conversations these hitmen have. Like I love when they uh bring them to one point where there's like a a, a game room and stuff and a gambling table and everyone's just freaking out like oh my gosh like little kids yeah. <laughs> like running so excited. I'm like dude, I love these scenes so much because they're like just so out of reality. Yeah, they're very fun moments where everybody's happy, unlike everything right. else going on in the season. But that's why I wanted to start with that, because it is literally uh, Hank and Cristobal living their best lives doing this and everything like that. And I even love how everything kind of continually like rolls up where they start actually making the sand. They have the distribution going like they're going like a full business up Mm -hmm. until the Chechens kind of think that uh, NoHo Hank needs to really step it up and be a bigger leader and really take control of it instead of it being a partnership with all these other gangs. And Mm -hmm. that's where it takes like the turn that ended up being probably the most heartbreaking moment of this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the scenes that I think encapsulates everything great about the camera work that this series does where you have Cristobal realizing that, you know, he can't work with NoHo Hank anymore. Hank pleading with him not to leave, knowing that as soon as he goes, you know, it's over. It's over. You know, there's no right. coming back from him leaving and everything that, like that. That was a sad moment. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that the camera works is, you know, Cristobal gets in the car. Hank walks back inside and sits on the couch and then somebody comes back in. It's blurry, but they're wearing the same clothes as Cristobal coming in. And you kind of have that expectation of like he's coming in well, to like apologize. Did Cristobal even get in the car? I think Cristobal just left and then Hank closed the door. Like we didn't even see Cristobal get in the car. No, they were outside. Like it, he's about to Uh-oh. get in the car because you can see that Hank actually looks up on the roof you know, at the assassins that are up there as soon as he's walking inside and he sits down on the couch and, you know, mm. then you have somebody come crying. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, you have that moment of like, oh, he forgot his keys or something. They're going to make a stupid little joke about that. But no, it pans up and reveals it's somebody going, it's been done. And then the door opens and you see Chris Ball outside dead. And it's like for having the happiest kind of plot of this season, it takes the darkest turn right there and just hits you hard. You know, I gotta say, I I didn't I'm not gonna say I saw it coming, but I I didn't expect something stupid to happen. Like when I like when you focus on No Ho Hank and Anthony Kerrigan like crying like like that, like mm-hmm. actually shedding real tears. We didn't even talk about in season three when he was um uh in captivity in that whole horrifying moment. Yeah. Where you, you you literally hear the tiger in the next room eating flesh and stuff like, uh, yeah, that was a pretty raw moment when he saves Christopher from the electromagnetic therapy stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, there was a moment you focus on Hank crying like that. I said, no, nah, something sad's about to happen because ain't no way he wouldn't cry like that over a breakup. That would come a little bit later. Like, like, right. That that, you know, something's about to happen like bad. That's got Hank crying like that. Uh, cause those were like, you know, 
like 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 Viola Davis like tears. Mm -hmm. So I said I said something's gonna happen here. So then when he says, "Oh, it's done. Christopher's dead," I was like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah, that was a very sad. Oh yeah, but uh, kind of going back to uh, everything else. Kind of jumped ahead, man. I (laughs) jumped ahead for that one. we, We had to get that one out of the way first off. Because now we have everything that's going on with Barry in the prison. Because meanwhile, Barry and Fuchs are kind of doing this back and forth where Fuchs was going to tell on Barry. Then Barry was going to tell on Fuchs for everything Mm -hmm. to the FBI as an informant. And I, I, I love that kind of like thing where Barry first sees Fuchs and he immediately starts apologizing to Fuchs. Like, I'm sorry that this all happened. I didn't mean for everything. It's just, you know, and Fuchs immediately forgives him, like realizes, you know, everything that they've been through up to that point and everything. And Fuchs apologizes to him, too, mm-hmm. for for take because like, I love how. I love we get these great dreamscape visions um, of like like we're, we're alone in like a desert and we're seeing like little sparse memories of Barry's childhood. Like and we see how Fuchs first met Barry through Barry's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, Fuchs always tells this lie that he was with his dad in Nam, but Fuchs wasn't really in the military. And well, he wasn't really in Vietnam with Barry's dad. He just he just was a friend of Barry's uh, dad. But I like how Fuchs kind of meets Barry and Barry's playing with like some toy soldiers and he's saying, like, hey, what you doing there, kid? He says, oh, I'm just playing, you know, soldier or whatever. Like, you know, Fuchs met this little kid, which was like a like a nephew to him, and turned him into a killing machine. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't come back from that. That's horrible. You know, um, so when, when, when Barry are getting, Barry's getting these visions of, like, of, of his childhood, and Fuchs is finding him and apologizing for all of that, it, it's too late in Barry's mind. He's like, I... I got to get away from this guy. And so he decides to work with the FBI, too. So I, I like that little uh, betrayal there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love how kind of going a little bit forward, you have, you know, Noho Hank finds out that Barry is about to throw him under the bus in order to try and get out of prison. And he sends the two assassins in. Uh one of which is uh, Fred Armisen. Dog. Fred Armisen. <laughs> when I saw him, I said, "All right, man, what, what's going on? <laughs> like, who, who's about to get punked? What's going on?" Right. It's such a great scene, you know, because he's sitting there, like, in the room, ready to like give up his story. He's like, "That guy's here to kill me." <laughs> no, he's not. He's he's with you right. guys. No, he's not with us. I thought he was with you. And that's when, you know, he tries to kill Barry and fails. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it, man. I, I thought it was I thought it was amazing. Uh and it, it classic Barry fashion too. Mm-hmm. So like when that happens, um, you know, then Barry escapes from prison. And I love that one moment where, you know, uh before he's about to get killed, uh Fuchs knows it's about to happen. Like, um, because Fuchs kind of realizes, I love how he's on TV watching Rain Man, because mm-hmm. Barry was kind of like the Rain Man to Fuchs's Tom Cruise, meaning that, you know, he manipulated him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Fuchs kind of realizes that, like, dang, I manipulated this young man. 
kind of like how Tom Cruise was kind of cruel to Dustin Hoffman in some scenes in Rain Man. And he kind of like goes, hey, hey, Barry Berkman's about to get killed. I love how when he goes to the one cell, the one guy, I don't know if his name was Jose or something. He gets, he gets, uh, he says, no, my, my name's, my name's Jose. He says, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Where's the guy that was in here? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in Witsec, but my name's Jose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so hilarious. But, um, yeah, so basically Barry escapes, uh, Fuchs gets the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. Because they think Fuchs is behind his escape and everything like that because he was trying to warn them that they were going to kill Barry. So they think he's involved somehow. So they beat the shit out of him to an inch of his life in order to try and get information from him, which earns him respect from the prison because they think that he knows about Barry, but he's not speaking, even though he just doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know... When that happens, um, you know, of course, Barry is uh, leaving. Um, you know, Sally is uh, at this point, I believe she's uh, taken over the acting class, but yep. she's known as the woman that's that, that used to be with the, uh, the the hitman that got arrested, meaning Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's dealing with that. Gene is um, doing his master class, right? Or has he already uh- done the master class by now? So at this point, Gene is starting to like talk to all the reporters and like sell oh, his story right, about right, yeah. how he was uh, the teacher of Barry and how right. Barry killed his the love of his life. See, now this is what I like about this show. Everybody makes mistakes and has flaws like Gene. You would expect Gene to get away scot-free. In in reality, he's the victim here throughout all of this, to be Mm -hmm. real. He has a bad history in Hollywood for being a jerk and a horrible person. But over time, he's changed. And now he's apologizing to people. Like, even on set, he apologized for someone for being a jerk to them. One lady whose career he ruined got, got her a gig. He's trying to... He knows what forgiveness is. But at the same point, he can't get over in his mind going... Gene Cousinow in Flashing Lights. Right. So he still has his flaws. So on that end, you got Detective Moss's father, who is uh, pretty terrifying, by the way. Like, that's a, that is a terrifying character. I look at him as kind of like the inverse of Fuchs, because mm-hmm. they both know how to interrogate and, and talk people out to, out of, or into things. Um, but I wanted to say, uh, so you got Gene... You know, digging into his flaws as a person, which kind of brings his character downfall. But um, I like how everybody like has their own flaws. But uh, what uh, what I was gonna say was, um, so with Barry escaping, uh, I like how the 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 show kind of makes a jump from there. Like you know, like the whole episode, everybody's kind of worried about who's gonna run into Barry. Is Barry gonna go after Gene? Is mm-hmm. Hank gonna run into Barry? You know, is Sally going to run into Barry? Who Who's going to run into Barry now that he's escaped? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how that whole episode is uh, kind of got you on the edge of your seat of, of who who's going to see him or who's not. Yeah. And it, the episode, like halfway through the season, it does this time jump. But prior to that, it almost has like a cliffhanger ending like a new season would. Where, mm-hmm. you know, Fuchs is stuck in the prison and being beat up and you can start seeing people start to, like, look at him a little bit more with respect instead of him just being right. another inmate. Because he didn't snitch. Right. Yep. 
Uh, Noho Hank is now completely taking over the business of the Bolivians and the Chechens. You have Sally and Barry have gotten together and decided to run off. And then Gene Kuzno is terrified because Barry's escaped prison. So he's gone back to the cabin that they stayed at in order to stay safe. And in fear, has shot his son who was delivering food for him, thinking that it was going to be Barry. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah, it does kind of end like a cliffhanger, doesn't it? Yeah. Now that you think about it, 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 it kind of ended like a season cliffhanger. And, and to be clear, he didn't kill his son. He just accidentally he just he just shot him in the shoulder, thinking that he was buried. Yep. Uh, when he went to when he went to see him. But uh, we don't know so, that until you know a couple episodes later. We just see that he shot his son, and his son fell down. But I mean, come on, man! Someone getting shot right here. You kind of infer it's still alive, but I, I got you. I got yeah. you. But, you know, um, yeah, so you got that. And I like how, you know, the time jump. A lot of people didn't like the time jump. Like when I talk to people about Barry, like they've seen the show, they said, man, I don't I wasn't a big fan of the time jump. Now, me, I didn't mind it because I this show was already so surreal and crazy. I was just along for mm-hmm. the ride. What did you feel? I was a little iffy on it when it first like okay. presented the time jump because my thought was I can't tell if this is going to be something that's real or if this is like right. him thinking of that. a perfect reality of yeah. everything because it, it the time jump kind of just teases us with like five minutes of showing that uh, Barry and Sally have a son named John and they're living in the middle of like this kind of farm area and John has gotten in like a fight with another one of the local kids. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all we kind of see and everything like that. And we're told it's been an eight year time jump since the events before. And that's it. I remember when this mm-hmm. episode aired, I was going through and like kind of reading other people's kind of theories and stuff like that. And a lot of people were like, I can't believe they're doing a time jump and other people going, no, 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 it's not a time jump. It's like him envisioning a perfect reality. It's going to like cut back to, you know, the present time and everything. And then Bill Hader did an interview where he literally said, Oh no, this is like the final of the show. It's, it's not fake. It is an actual time jump. This is reality. And mm. I think that's where everybody kind of got set off and like the idea of I don't like this started coming in when Bill Hader confirmed that it was a real time jump after that was the only scene that we had. Yeah, some people didn't like it. Some people I talked to didn't like it. And I, and I understood why he didn't like it. I was game because I said, OK, I, I you brought me this far, Bill. I, mm-hmm. I want to see where else you're taking me here. Oh yeah, uh, mind you, I'm, I'm I'm binging this whole thing, <laughs> so I'm I'm just along for the ride. Uh, so at this point, yeah, uh, I love the episode where where the time jump begins, tricky legacies, because you see the connection between Barry and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, where he's he's teaching his son about Abraham Lincoln, and at one point he has this one line where he's like, uh, "Yeah, Abraham Lincoln, you know, he was a great guy, but uh." You know, he kind of dropped the ball on his ideologies towards slavery and stuff, you know, kind of tricky <laughs> legacies. It is, it, is, it is funny because Barry has a tricky legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he in his mind, he wants to be like Lincoln. Like, I'm no, I'm a good guy. I'm a good father. You know, I'm a good husband. Uh, I, I've just done some bad things and kill people. But it's like it's not tricky. You 
you're a killer. It's not that you killed people. You are actively a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that he's trying to connect himself through Lincoln and trying to be a good guy in the eyes of his son, which pays off in a terrific, ironic way with the, with the show's final scene. But um, I, we're going from that. Now, I like how everyone is at. I like how Gene is kind of like a fully bearded, kind of like a man of the wild. Yeah, he uh, basically had been hiding among the monks for this entire time and trying to create like a Zen right. place in order to find himself. And I like how they, he finds out, wait a minute, they're making a movie about this guy. And he actually comes to Warner Brothers saying, no, you got to stop this. Don't mm-hmm. make a movie about him. Like, you know, and he comes with true intentions, good intentions. But then again, digging into his flaw, we hear that Daniel Day-Lewis wants to be in this movie acting alongside Mark Wahlberg as Barry. Yeah. And, or you know, no, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis wants to play you. <laughs> right. Now, it, even, in a, in, even in a fictional show, you really believe Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> is going to be in a movie alongside Marky Mark? Right, yeah. Come on, man. Like, like, like that alone should have told Gene, wait a minute, something's going on here. Mm-hmm. Like something don't smell right. But, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what it is. And that, and that gets Gene to dig into his flaws of stardom and seeing his, his name in flashing lights. And, um, I, I like where it goes from here. I like how, you know, Hank is, uh, running the sand business, you know, having Cristobal as the, the inspiration, um, I like how, uh, dude, I love Fuchs. Um, oh, Fuchs whole character trajectory. at the end of the time jump and everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely loved it because his character development through this series is like one of those subtle ones that you really don't see until mm-hmm. like the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love how he's fully taken on the persona of the Raven. Mm-hmm. He comes out of prison just a straight, straight badass. Yeah. You know, and I, is this is that Fuchs? And, you know, that's a testament to Stephen Root's acting, too. Like, I love how when he's out of prison, he comes to like a Starbucks and he sees the woman at the Starbucks. They knock eyes and he's rocking off with her as his woman now. Like, <laughs> I'm like this is so hilarious, dude. This is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it basically everybody is in a completely different space than they were at the end of the cliffhanger episode four ending, you know, Mm. and finding out that, uh, you know, Mr. Kuzno has come back and they're making a story about his life. Barry decides that it's time to go and kill Mr. Kuzno. So he leaves their kind of hiding spot in order to do that. Meanwhile, I love how Sally is just completely depressed with their life, like being out there like she hates it. She has no love toward Barry or even their son. She, you know, despises every day that she has to go to work and pretend to be this other person, everything Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, you have Mr. Kuzno trying to shut down the operation until he like starts getting the stars in his eyes again and right, right. you have I love how Fuchs actually toys with NoHo Hank as well, because Hank oh, is yeah. trying to create like this partnership between him and Fuchs. And Fuchs kind of goes, well, the one thing I want is Barry dead. And well, Barry has been gone for eight years. Nobody knows where he is. He's probably already dead. No, no, no. 
I want Barry dead. You know, look, you Chris killed Cristobald. You can kill Barry, too. And Hank absolutely hates the idea that, you know, thinking that he killed Cristobal and refuses and, to admit to it. Yeah. And, and when you think about that, it's not so black and white, though. Like, mm-hmm. it really is not so black and white because, you know, it, it, at least admit that, you know, that he, he was going to die. At least admit that, you know, that. But like Hank can't even like, like come to terms with that. And that comes to a great showdown between Hank and Fuse later. But it's like, you know, he is responsible, but it's like, is he it's kind of like Walter White and Jane in Breaking Bad, like like Jesse's old girlfriend, mm-hmm. like. He's kind of responsible, but not like not directly responsible, like because Chris Cristobal knew what it was. You know, Hank was telling him, like, listen, you like like for real, you cannot leave. Mm-hmm. They're both in the same game. He knew what Hank was saying to him. Right. Hank Cristobal was too heartbroken to be like, dude, I don't even care if I get iced. I'm, I'm leaving. So it's like at the end of the day. Hank, did Hank do it? No. Could he have stopped it more? Yes. Hank so, also betrayed him, though. Because well, yeah, there, there was the betrayal. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So it, while he might not have pulled the trigger, he had everything leading up to the trigger being pulled. It, yeah, it's complex. I mean, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with that. He he did betray him. That mm-hmm. that was that that's wrong on a, on a lover's part. But like as far as like, did he kill him? I'm like, uh I, I don't know. I, 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 I it's complex, but I, I, I get what was happening. Like they both hurt each other. Like, mm. you know, like um, not not that Chris Ball hurt him, but I'm seeing like him and Fuchs hurt each other. Like, you know, like like Fuchs was trying to hurt him saying like, you know, dude, you killed your lover. And, you know, Hank to the, took offense to that because obviously he's still hurt by it happening, but he doesn't want to confront the fact that. But you are directly responsible for the events that led up to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of going ahead and everything like that, their whole thing, Barry comes back to try and kill Gene. And in doing so, Sally ends up bringing John and them after she has some manic episodes where it things oh. are kind of it led to be ambiguous on if she actually somebody came to their house to find them or not. I don't, I don't think. think it, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it happened, but. Like, and I feel like this is another thing that kind of alienated the audience, too. Again, I loved it, where, like, you could actually hear, this is how you know it was a hallucination. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, by the way, terrible mother. Gave oh, her yeah. son liquor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gave her son liquor. Doesn't even know how to cook a pot pie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, uh, when she's locked inside the room, the guy she thinks came in there to kill her, she hears him say, ah, what'd you put in my eye? Yeah. That's the same thing the biker what did you dude do to said. Me? Yeah. Right. That's the same thing the biker dude did when she stabbed him. So you can know it's a hallucination. But I like how the film, I like how the series plays his hand close to his chest where you don't know, is this in her mind? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a couple different voices that she's heard throughout the entire series that are going through. And you hear that one very point blank. But the other ones you hear are like, oh, my God, is the kid dead? Like, it's is right. he he's he's too far asleep like all these other lines that you know and you kind of go well is there somebody else there or maybe not and if you don't remember those lines from previously in the show it does sound like somebody else is there right right 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, moving from there, you know, everyone ends up back in L.A., right? Mm -hmm. uh, Detective Moss's father, Jim, puts Barry in psychological torture. He does this whole little like interrogation thing. And I love how the I love again, I love how this series subverts expectations where you think, OK, how is Barry going to get out of this? This guy excels at interrogation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So at some point he learns through Barry's uh, psychological torture that, uh, hey, uh, you know, I gave Gene the 250000 to apologize. And he's like, wait, what? He says, yeah, I gave him the 250000 I'm sorry, Mr. Cousineau. So then that's when Jim thinks, ah, oh, man, Gene lied to me. He killed my daughter. You know, and, and, then, and again, you got the same thing happening with the whole Daniel Day-Lewis plot and everything yep. to get Gene locked in. And it's so tragic because we know Gene had nothing to do with this. He right. loved Detective Moss. And, like, it just hits you, like, when that scene comes and everybody's in there, like, uh, you tried to, uh, you know, frame Barry. And it's like, I, I'm screaming at the TV, no, it's not him. Yeah. Like it's like it's it, it was Barry. It's not Gene. Like yeah, he's he's he still wants to be famous, but don't do this to him. Mm -hmm. Right here. Yeah, and then you have the entire like back and forth between Fuchs and No, which I loved how Noho Hank tried to take out Fuchs with the rocket. And oh man, that whole long take. <laughs> it's hilarious. Where they launch the rocket and it misses the house. Yeah. He's like, okay, give me the second one. What do you mean second one? The second rocket. We we only brought mm -hmm. one rocket. We only got one rocket. You said that we had to watch our budgets. Oh, <laughs> uh, he said I was talking about the utensils. Yeah. Wait, oh, the office supplies. Or office something. supplies. Oh man, that's hilarious. <laughs> I want to say um, I love when they when they when they uh, had that meeting where they confront Gene. He says to the guy, he says, because the guy that, that that was supposed to play an agent, he says, he says, who are you? Oh, I'm I'm actually a, a former student of yours. Yeah. Uh, I remember we did this one play of like he was about to talk and then someone cut him off. Like mm -hmm. I, love, I love how he says, "Oh, you know, I'm actually an actor." You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's great. But dude, this series finale. Now again, I talked to some people that that weren't big fans of this ending. Um, I loved it because I feel like every character, while the endings were tragic, they got their fair ending. Mm -hmm. Now, what what do you think? So I loved it. I don't think that they got their fair endings, but not the, fair. Go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. But when it comes to the show ending and everything like that, it, this is the best way that this show could have ended when it comes to where everybody okay. ended up in kind of telling the story and subverting everything, because we have let's just jump into it. We have the yeah, final yeah, yeah. showdown between you know, Noho Hank has captured Sally and John and is holding them captive, calls Barry to come get them. Barry, you know, it, I love this when he walks into like the Walmart esque story. He just goes up to the gun counter and goes, guns. And the lady's like, <laughs> yeah, what what about them? I don't <laughs> like, like, like which ones? Yeah. What, what do you need? And it shows him like walking out literally just head to toe, just covered but you have Fuchs getting to there in order to, like, make peace with Noho Hank. You have their mm. entire thing where he tells Hank, look, I'll forgive everything that's happened if you just admit that you cr killed Cristobal. 
and it's one of the scenes that shows just how much his character's developed because he's like, look, I always saw myself as a soldier. I never fought in any wars. I never been on the battlefield, but I always considered myself a soldier, but I was lying to myself and now I'm not. And I know who I am now and exactly who I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, after Hank kind of says, no, I'm not going to admit to killing Chris Bald, I didn't do it. And continuing to lie to himself in that regard, they had nothing to do with it. You know, the shootout begins and Fuchs immediately covers John, Barry's mm-hmm. son, to save him and gets him out of the situation, you know, covering uh, him up and being like, no, 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 let's let's go. It's it's all OK. It's going to be OK as like the final redeeming moment for his character. And yeah. just as Barry's showing up and he literally just lets his son go to Barry and then just wanders off. And it's like, OK, when it comes to Fuchs, if I had a betting card, him being a survivor at the end of the series was not going to be on my bingo card at all. I would have mm-hmm. never called it to end that way. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, absolutely. And I, and I want to say, when I say the ending is fair, what I mean is like by the rules of this universe, mm-hmm. every everybody except Fuchs kind of goes against who they are, kind of puts up a facade. Uh, Sally doesn't believe that she's a bad mom. Sally believes that you know she's a she's kind of a victim in this. In, and she is in some ways, but she doesn't she doesn't really tackle the fact that she did kill somebody, someone that yeah. deserved to be killed. Right. But she killed somebody with the demons of when she was abused in the past. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's something she never really wrestled with. Right. She keeps her victimhood complex about everything in her life. Yes. And then Barry believes he's a good guy without tackling the demons of the bad things that he's done or without really coming clean about the bad things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, Noho Hank believes that he he had nothing to do with his love's death and that he's completely innocent of it. And he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to confront the fact that he did have something to do with it. You know, uh, Gene, he misses his love, but he wants to see his name in flashing lights. That's the one thing that always brings him down. I mean, that always takes him out yeah. of rationality. Like, Oh, be famous again. Um, Fuchs is the only one in the end that says, no, I, I was a sham. I did a horrible thing manipulating this young man to being a killer. And I own that. And I own that I'm a bad person. And I own the title to Raven. He's the only one that was very true to himself in the end. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely so agree. He, yeah, and that's why he disappears into the darkness when he gives Barry his son. And it's almost like kind of like a return of like, okay, I came to you through your dad and I brought you all this hell. I'm bringing you back to heaven by delivering your son to you. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're done. Like, we're done here. Yep. Uh, I love that. And um, in the end, with uh, Barry and Gene, yeah, I didn't expect that, man. That really was a wild moment. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes down to, again, on the bingo card, It this wouldn't have been on it whatsoever. Completely yeah. came out of nowhere, but it makes sense. And because we're kind of shown that following all the news articles now pinning the death of, you know, his love on him, you know, Mr. Kuzno is like holding a gun and broken. And it kind of alludes that he's going to kill himself. Right. And, 
you know, at this point, Sally has told Barry that he needs to turn himself in and she takes John and they run away. And Barry mm-hmm. immediately thinks, oh, they went to Mr. Kuzno's house for safety right. and everything like that. And that's when he runs into uh, Mr. Kuzno's manager and he like starts talking him down. He finally cocks Barry into giving himself up just right. as you hear a gunshot. And, you know, it, Barry looks down and he starts bleeding a little bit from, you know, his shoulder. And he looks up at Mr. Kuzno, who's pointed a gun at him and just goes, wow. Or, yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, Barry, just, <laughs> Barry just goes, oh, wow. And then he shoots him. Shoots him. Like, point dude, blank in the head. <laughs> it's like the least violent person in the movie takes down the in the show takes down the most violent person in the show. Like, yeah. you gotta love the irony in that. Yeah. And, you know. Well, yeah. even Barry's reaction of just like looking up and being like, oh, man, you're, you're actually doing this. <laughs> you're the guy that takes me down. Yeah. You're the guy. Oh, it's so poetic, man. And you feel bad for Gene in the end. Of course, Gene doesn't deserve what he gets. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, this is a poetic, bittersweet ending that this 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 is this is a great, fair ending to the rules of this universe. Yeah. And, and in keeping with it, you have the Hollywood movie showing oh, man. The, the, movie. the events as told through the eyes of the media where Mr. Kuzno was working with the Chechens. Barry ended up getting involved with it in order to like keep everybody safe. And eventually Mr. Kuzno killed him. And I love at the end of it, they show like Mr. Kuzno is currently in prison for life for the, you know, murder of Moss and Barry. Barry was given a honorable funeral as a soldier and everything like that. And it, it, you see it through John as he's watching this movie based on the life right. of his father and him kind of accepting this fake reality in order to see his father as a good person. And this is where the Abraham Lincoln thing comes into play. He wants to be Abraham Lincoln to his son. Mm-hmm. And through this movie that like a, a perfect Hollywood movie that twists the reality into something Hollywoodish. He comes off as that hero to his son. It's mm-hmm. it's a perfect ending, man. Yeah, it's perfect. It also has the way of like showing if this series wasn't taken with care, this is the kind of Hollywood movie that we would have gotten with the same plot. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Topping it all off, dude. Um, I'm glad you kept trying to push this on me, man. Uh, terrific series. Us talking about it makes me want to watch it all over again. My mom has mm-hmm. watched this show two times straight through already. Really? <laughs> Based on your recommendation, or did she watch it prior? She, you both, you and her were recommending this to me. She okay. was watching it when it was on, and she was like, "I'm telling you, son, you got to watch Barry." I'm like, "Yeah, my friend Brad keeps talking about it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sold. I, I love this show." Yeah, yeah, because uh, as soon as I watched the finale. Because I actually watched the finale a week after it had come out because, you know, I was busy mm-hmm. during the week that it finally aired. Uh, I texted you. I was like, look, man, I, I don't know how to say it anymore. <laughs> you you got to watch this show. You watch this show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you just texted uh, me back. Yeah, I, I've started done. watching it. <laughs> or, yeah, I've like, already, already done. Already done, man. <laughs> it's already done. 
Um, yeah. Hey, this was a long one, folks, but we had to do a deep dive. Uh, this is a terrific series. Um, hopefully, if you've listened to this by now, you've already watched it and done a deep dive with us. But uh, yeah, I great show. Um, again, you know, like, share, and subscribe. You know, keep watching movies, keep talking about movies and TV shows, and uh, have a good one.